Hi, this is Corey Turner, and along with my wife Simone, we are the senior pastors of Numa Church. I wanted to thank you for listening to our podcast today. You're about to hear a message from one of our team that we pray builds your faith and empowers you to follow Jesus more closely. Enjoy the message. Bibles to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew 13. It'll come up on the screen for those of you that don't have your Bibles today. But we just love having physical Bibles. It's not old school. It's not new school. It's just the way to go. You can no distractions, you can highlight in it. No condemnation if you don't have your Bible here. People are like, where do I look? Where do I go? It's cool. It works on your phone too. But there's just something about just having the hard copy. So I encourage you, if you don't have one, grab one. Every time I open up, I just always feel to say that. So get used to it. Matthew chapter 13. We'll read verse 1 to 9 and then we'll go to 18. It says this. That same day. Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. And great crowds gathered about him so that he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty, He who has ears, let him hear. Verse 18. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word. But the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. So here we have Jesus telling a parable to the crowds, telling a parable to his disciples. Jesus used to use parables these were earthly stories. When I say earthly story, I just mean something practical Jesus would use to explain something spiritual. He would tell these stories that had an earthly um, sort of meaning, 
but actually had a spiritual heavenly meaning. So he would tell these parables that people could relate to. But as he's telling them this, it would be speaking right into their spirit. So here he speaks this parable of the sower. We hear about the sower, we hear about the seeds, and we hear about the ground that the seeds fell on. The sower is actually Jesus Christ. When we're talking about the sower in this passage, they're talking about Jesus Christ, or it also refers to a preacher or anyone that brings the word, or even when you're reading the word, you're actually sowing. And then the seeds are the word. The Bible, those are the seeds. And then we have the four soils or the four types of ground that are mentioned. These actually refer to our hearts, the ground that the seeds fall on, that the word falls on, is our hearts, the ground of our heart. Our title today is The Ground. We're going to be talking about the ground, the ground of our hearts. What in that passage, as you heard me read that, as you read it yourself, what immediately resonated with you? What resonated straight away when you hear the parable of the sower? It would have to be a question. What type of ground reflects my heart? What type of ground from that passage, what type of soil reflects my response, your response to God's word? That's what this parable is all about. It's not focusing on Jesus being the sower. It's not focusing even on the seeds. It's focusing on people's response to the gospel, our response to the word every time we hear it, every time we read it, what is the response of our heart? So the first one was the seeds falling along the path. See, back in those days, they didn't have machines when they were planting, where, you know, if you go to big, large fields, you see nice, neat rows of wheat, grain, things growing. What they would do is when they would go to the large field, they'd do hand seeding. They would just be throwing the seed, throwing the seed. And it's not that this seed was intentionally supposed to fall along the path. It was all supposed to go on good soil. But as the sower would be throwing the seed, some of it because of the wind would be blown and would fall along the path. Some of it because of the wind would fall on the rocky ground. Some would fall among thorns. And some would fall where we're supposed to go, on the good soil. So when we talk about along the path, we read in verse 4, it says, And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. The birds came and they devoured that seed. In other Gospels, this parable appears in three Gospels. It says that the seed was trampled underfoot. Think about a path when people are walking. Just step on the seed. Birds come. They eat the seed. It's gone. There's no protection on the path. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. That's verse 19. 
Think about my friend Fiona. When she hears the word and immediately a voice whispers, this isn't for you, and she walks away. She hears the word of God, but then a voice whispers, that word wasn't for you. Mark 4, 14 to 15 says, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. Satan immediately comes. For those whose hearts are like the ground along the path, he just comes and he snatches that word away. It's like hearing the word through one ear and it just goes straight out through the other ear. Hearing it, but not listening. That could be happening right now because I speak so soft and some of you might start falling asleep. But it's like you hear it and it just goes out straight through the other ear. You see, those walk, you know, that along the path, if you think of a path, it's like a thoroughfare. People are just walking on the path. How's the seed supposed to go in? There's no opening for the seed to actually go into the ground. There's no protection. See, in our own lives, when we're so busy, we've got things going on, we're running here, we're running there, there's like no room for the word to actually sink in. It's like being that ground along the path. What word have you allowed the enemy to steal from you? What word have you allowed the enemy to steal from you? For some, your hearts have been trampled on by people. You've been hurt by people. People hurt people, hurting people hurt people. We all get hurt. We all get hurt. We all hurt one another. But then our hearts can become so hard that we're not even open to God's love, to God's word. And for some, if you look at Luke chapter 8, I'll just go to it. You write it in your notes. Luke 8 verse 12 says, when we're talking about the ones along the path, it says, the ones along the path, are those who have heard, then the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart so they may not believe and be saved. See, some will be those that have never heard the gospel, but because they're not open to it, they actually can't be saved because there's no opening. And sometimes as lovers and followers of God, we just get so hard on ourselves. I shared Jesus with them, but they did not get saved. They did not believe, but it's not on you or myself for people to believe. We just throw the seed. We share the word. And then if their hearts are open, they will receive it. But if people's hearts are like that ground along the path, they won't be saved. They won't believe. But how does the enemy actually take the seed? How does the enemy take the word? Like, how does he do that? It's like, what, you hear a word and the enemy comes and snatches it away? How does he do that? We actually give him access. We actually let him do that by not doing anything with what we hear, with what we read. If you don't do anything with it, if you don't take it in, if you don't embrace it, if you don't protect it, then the enemy will snatch it away. So there's got to be an opening. There's got to be a grip in the ground of your heart for the word to come in and sink in. 
This is the ground along the path that is hardened. A hardened heart to God's work. A hardened heart to God's seed coming in. He who has ears, let him hear. That's what verse 9 says. He who has ears, let him hear. What type of ground are you? What type of ground is your heart? Then there's the rocky ground. We go back to verse 5. We're just hanging in the Word today. We're just going to keep going deeper and deeper. Simple but powerful. So verse 5 in Matthew 13 tells us this. It says, Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up since they had no depth of soil. See, there wasn't much soil on this ground, this rocky ground. But there was soil, but there wasn't much depth. There was enough soil that the seed actually started to produce a plant. The plant starts to grow. Wasn't that deep? There was no roots. And then what happens? The sun comes and it scorches the seed. It scorches the plant. And it withers away. See, the sun will always come. The sun will always rise. Trials, tough times will always come. It's inevitable. Just like the sun rises every day. But the question is, has the word of God taken root in our hearts? Is there a depth in our hearts for the word to really sink in? Because plants... Trees, they grow every day. The sun comes. But because they have roots, because they're working the way that plants should work, they actually protect themselves from the sun. Just like you need that sun protection on a hot day like today. You actually need those roots to go deep. You need to be open to the word and do something with it so that when the sun comes, when the trials come, the fruit, the plant will not wither. So here we have the rocky ground. And it, it says that this person is actually someone who gets so excited. You see that springing up? Have you ever been in church and got so excited by the word? Like, oh, man, that is amazing revelation. You get excited. It's like going into your heart. But the week comes and things start to happen. People start to make fun of you about what you believe and all about church. And you just fall away because there was no depth in that ground. Steve enthusiastically hears and responds, but then he gives up as family and friends make fun of him. That's my mate Steve. Gets excited. So easy to get excited, but stuff gets real. It's easy to get excited in here. But if we're not going to do anything with the word in our own time, stuff does get real. Just think about last week. What was the word about last week that we heard? Sometimes, oh, wow, last Sunday, what was that? Oh. It was about honoring God. Honoring God, we were talking about the vision offering. And we listened to Pastor Corey talking about honor. honor. For honor to become a hand action, it first needs to be a heart condition. It's got to start in the heart before it becomes a hand action. Talked about you know, if, we, if our honor does not involve practical obedience, then it's dishonor. 
So it's like, what have I done with that this week? And it just as simple as that, just thinking, what am I doing with the word that I'm hearing week to week? Is the enemy just snatching it away or am I actually seeing fruit from what is coming in? Luke 8 verse 6 says, And some fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. See, rocks actually block the space on the ground for any moisture to affect the seed, to affect the plant. Like what's taking up space in your heart? What rocks are there? Little rocks, big rocks? What rocks are stopping the moisture of God's word from getting down below? What could be taking space in your heart? How will God's seed grow in the ground of your heart? How will it grow? How will you respond to the word? Is your heart like that heart of the ground along the path that is hardened? Or is it like the rocky ground which is shallow? It needs depth. Depth. Or maybe our hearts are like the ground among the thorns. What happened among the thorns? It says the thorns grew up and choked the seeds. Chapter 13 verse 7 says this. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. The thorns grew up and choked them. See, this ground actually had enough of an opening, enough depth in it. But other things were being fed too. It wasn't just the seeds. The thorns were growing too. They were being fed, and they choked the word. They choked the seed. Chokers and thorns in your life will stop the produce. It said here that these seeds yielded no grain because of the thorns. What's stopping you from moving forward in what God has called you to? What's stopping you from moving forward into what God has called you to be? Verse 22 says, as for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it proves unfruitful. Among the thorns. Good friend of mine, Marissa, hears the word, but louder voices like the call of her career and wealth drown it out. Here's the word. Here's the voice of God. But the calling of career drowns it out. Material things, what comes to mind as being thorns in your own life? Could be material things. It could be career. It could be climbing the ladder. people approval who doesn't love to please people could be comparison that dirty trap comparison trap always looking around am I doing better than everyone else oh no they're doing better than me oh how can I get better someone else is always going to be better 
But we've got to look at Jesus as our mirror, as our identity, and do what he's called us to do as unique individuals. We all have so much to offer, but there can only be one you. So comparison can choke God's word and God's work in our lives. Unforgiveness, bitterness, offense. These are all thorns, things that as we're growing in God, we're coming to church, we're getting into the word. But if we're not forgiving people, if we're staying bitter, if we're just holding on to offense, that grows too. That competes because we're not being fully open to God's work and his word in our lives. Things like lust, pornography, they can be thorns and things that choke the word. You can be so passionate for God, but those thorns can just choke. And no one is immune to it. No one is immune to lust or addiction to pornography. No one's immune. But it's about the condition of our hearts. How open are we to the word? For this word, for the Holy Spirit to give us heart surgery. None of us are perfect. We get saved. We go from being sinners to being saved. But sin will still come. Will still The thoughts will still come. We'll mess up every now and again. But the whole point is that we're hearing from the word. We're being sanctified, being purified daily. See, we're justified when we say yes to Jesus. But then we're sanctified daily to become more and more like Jesus. And that's going to come from the Word. We've got to let the Word wash us. Let the Word purify us daily, being open to God's Word. It could be alcohol. It could be insecurity. There's so many things that could be thorns. But we all go through it. Luke 8, 14 says, their fruit does not mature. See, there can be fruit, but those thorns will stop it from maturing. But how do we get rid of all these thorns? I'm not here to give you the steps for all those things. It's all all in here. The seed, there's life in the word. We've got to be open to it. But what we have to do to get rid of those thorns is change our position. Is be realigned, change the direction of where we're looking. We've got to be like the good soil. So how do we align ourselves with God's word? How can we be good soil? See, the good soil, that ground, is receptive. See, among the thorns is contamination. See, the weeds, they contaminate the word. The thorns, they contaminate the word. The rocky ground is shallow. Along the path, our hearts are hardened. But when our hearts are like good soil, there goes some thorn. <laughs> Don't be scared. Just, just quiet it down. It's all good. We're all family. It's always funny when the phone goes off, isn't it? Good soil. See, what happens with good soil Verse 23 says this. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. 
he indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundred, in another sixty, and in another thirty. This person, it says, they hold fast. They hold the word fast. The word comes, they hold it fast in an honest and good heart. And they bear fruit with much patience. See, just because you hear the word doesn't mean the fruit's going to come like that. It takes patience. If your heart's in a good place, it's good soil, you'll be patient to see the word come alive in your life. See, seeds are so small. They're so little. You wouldn't think there's much in them. But just think of what comes out of a seed. Just think of that. And that's, the word has way more power than that. That's just a symbol of the power that's in God's word, in the words that God speaks to us. Hebrews 4.12 says this, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. This is, what, this is not just some boring history. There is life in here. God tells us in here that you have been fearfully and wonderfully made. He tells us that we've been created in his image. He tells us how much he loves us. He tells us that he would never leave us or forsake us. He tells us so much in here. And it gives us life. His word is powerful. It's living, it's active. It says it's sharper than a double-edged sword. You think, but what about the ground that's so hard, the heart that's so hard? The word's not going to, as much as it's powerful and it's a sword, it's not going to do anything in a heart like that. Because the heart's got to be open first. God doesn't go, here's my sword, I'm just going to smash in. He's gentle. But when you're open to his word, That sword comes in. It's a good sword. And it says, it penetrates to the dividing of joints and marrow, soul and spirit, discerning the thoughts of your heart. That's what the word does. Proverbs 4.23 says, guard your heart. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for your heart is the wellspring of life. Like your heart, everything flows from the heart. Our thoughts, our actions, our hearts were made for the Word of God. They were made for relationship with God. And we have relationship with God through the Word, through the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the Word. John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was there from the very beginning. Jesus is the word. And that word needs to come into our hearts. And it gives us life. Guard your heart. So when we open our hearts, God can actually do his work through his word. So we've got to be open to it. Memorizing scripture, journaling, these are ways that Your heart can be good soil. Memorize scripture. Find verses that speak to you. Memorize them. Write them down. Journal. Share scriptures with others. You know, that word scripture, 
The enemy will lie to you and say, oh, it's so old school. Don't use scripture. Don't say scripture. People don't know what you're talking about. Share some scripture. Share the good news. Share the gospel. See, when we learn stuff in our own time, when we hear stuff in preaching, the best way to see fruit is by sharing it, by giving it to someone else. Verse 23 says, He indeed bears fruit and yield in one case a hundredfold, in another sixtyfold, and in another thirty. This is the good soil. Receives the word with understanding. Holds it fast. It bears fruit with patience. But then there's multiplication of that seed, of that word. That is God's heart. That when we receive his word, when we receive him, it multiplies in the decisions we make, in our relationships, in how we walk, in how we talk, in how we love others. Multiplication. Just think about a seed. One seed, it's saying whatever seed that was there, it bears fruit a hundred times, 60 times, 30 times. But so easy to get caught up on rocky ground along the path and the seed just be wasted. But actually God wants to see life come out of it. Mason hears the word. He trusts Jesus. This is my mate, Mason. Yeah, come on. He hears the word. He trusts Jesus. And he lives a life of joyful obedience that blesses many. That's multiplication. Through what we receive here, so many people are starved of God's love, of God's word. They don't even know what the Bible is. See, this can become a delight. For many, it's like a chore, but it can become a delight. See, if you want to be a prayer warrior, get into the Word. There's no point praying for hours or even for 10 minutes if you don't know what the Word says. Because what's, got, what's going to get God's attention is His Word. You're speaking back to Him, what He has spoken, His promises, His Word. So we've got to pray the Bible. We've got to know the Bible. But God's so patient with us. But it's like, how, what's your response to God's word every time you get into it, every time you hear it? To be good soil, you've got to be planted by streams of water. To be good soil, like for your heart to be like good soil, you've got to be someone who's like that tree planted by streams of water. Psalm chapter 1 says, Blessed is the person who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or walk in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. But this person's delight is in the law of the Lord. And on it, they meditate day and night. They're like a tree planted by streams of water, yielding fruit in season. Their leaf does not wither. Everything they do prospers. To be planted by streams of water. To be a people that get into the word. God's word is our foundation. This is where all the work happens. The spirit moves. The spirit's always moving. 
But you guys know that God's word is our foundation. That's what's going to sustain us. Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes out of the mouth of the Father. So what's underground? What's underground? What's under the ground of your heart? Is there depth? Is there roots? Are you rooted in the word? This is an invitation. This is not to condemn anyone. But this is Jesus talking, saying, these are the responses that can be. What's your response going to be to my word? Is there water under the ground of your heart? The Holy Spirit. Rivers of living water. Are they flowing? Because that's what's going to influence what comes out on the surface. What's on the surface that we see? It's only 10% of what's really going on. What's under? Is there depth? Are you rooted? When we're rooted... In God's word, no matter what comes, the sun, shine, the storms, flooding, all the problems that we can have and will have, we'll still be firmly rooted because our anchor is in God. So many things can move us. Heartbreak, betrayal, disappointment, loss, and it will happen. But God wants us to be immovable. It doesn't mean you're not being realistic. But he doesn't want us to be so moved that we fall away from his word, fall away from his will, fall away from his purpose. The only thing that is to move us is the seed, the word, the Holy Spirit. So what's under the ground of your heart? When you look at all these types of ground along the path, rocky ground, among the thorns, the good soil, they all have one thing in common. They all receive the seed. They all hear the word. But the one that bears fruit is the good soil, the one that's receptive, the one that holds it fast. See, the true mark of discipleship, of a disciple of Jesus is bearing fruit. What does that look like in your life, bearing fruit? What fruit does God want to see through your life that's going to impact your family, that's going to impact the people around you? As you're open to his word. Psalm 119.11 says this, I have hidden your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. This is David saying, God, I have hidden your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. We need to hide his word deep down in our hearts. Not just shallow, not just a little bit. And God will speak to you about how to do that. But he wants a hunger for the word. People are starved of his word out in the world. But as we hunger for his word... And we protect it, we guide guide it, we cover it in our hearts. It will produce fruit. If I can have the band come back up as we get close to a close. You know, for some, it could be that you hear all these four types of soil. 
but you actually can't really relate to just one of them because there's all the different types of ground soil in your heart. There's some parts in your heart that are hard. There's some parts in your heart that have thorns. There's some parts in your heart that are shallow. But then there's good parts in your heart that are like, yeah, God, I'll give you my heart. Oh, Lord, I'll, I love to hear your word. Oh, Lord, show me how to love my brothers and sisters. But, Lord, don't touch this area of my life. This is my area. God wants all your heart. He wants all of your heart. And if your heart has been hurt, He wants to heal it. He even gives us a new heart. That's what being born again means. Letting go of the old and embracing the new. And that can be a one-time thing, but that can be a daily thing. Let's all stand together. How do you hear God's Word? How do you hear God's Word? He who has ears, let him hear. The ground was made for the seed. The ground was made for the seed. The seed exists for the ground. The seed exists for the ground to give life. See, God's given us His Word so that we will find life in His Word. Thank you for joining us for this message today. We don't assume that every person listening has a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so today, we invite you to begin following Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. The Bible teaches that every one of us has been created for a relationship with God. Sin has separated us from that relationship, but God loved us so much that He gave us His one and only Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus lived, died and rose again, conquering sin, Satan and death itself. If we believe in our hearts that God has raised Jesus from the dead and we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. So if you are ready to pray in faith, turning away from your sin and believing in Jesus for your salvation, please pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God and I ask you to forgive me and cleanse my heart from all of my sin. I receive by faith the free gift of eternal life and I ask that you would fill me with the Holy Spirit. I thank you that I am born again as a child of God and that you have made me a new creation in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen. If you have prayed that prayer for the first time, we would love to know and help connect you to a local church in your area. You can contact us on our website, numa.church. Thank you for listening.